Hello, and welcome to my podcast. My name is Peter Doherty. I'm a Catholic priest and a psychologist who integrates both psychology and scripture studies to further understand the Gospels and to seek out practical and integrated teachings. Today's Gospel is from Mark, chapter 13, verse 33 to 37. It is, sh- it is a short Gospel, but with a lot of important points. This gospel will be read in Catholic churches on December 3rd, 2023. The Gospel of Mark is believed to be the first of the written Gospels, and it is also the shortest. Scripture scholars propose that this Gospel was written approximately 65 AD, over 30 years after the death of Jesus. One may wonder, why did it take so long before the people realized they needed to start writing down what Jesus said? It has been suggested that the people expected the second coming of Jesus to occur in their lifetime, so there was no need to write anything down. There are many scripture passages indicating that the people would not see death until the second coming. A couple examples are Matthew chapter 24, verse 36 to 44, letter James chapter 5, verse 7, and Revelation chapter 22, uh, verse 12, just to give, name a few examples. Likely, after 30 years, many of the people who knew Jesus had died, and members of the early Christian communities were worried that they would lose the teachings if they did not write them down. That means, however, that's 30 years of memory. The the, The other evangelists, Matthew, Luke, and John, wrote even later and had the benefit of the Gospel of Mark and their own experiences, and they had more time to reflect on the life of Jesus. Consequently, the other Gospels are longer and more reflective. Don't get me wrong, the Gospel of Mark has a valuable contribution to make in our understanding of the life of Jesus. Another point is this. The Gospel of John is the latest one and is believed to be written around 125 AD. Unless the evangelist John lived to be over 100 years old, it is believed that the Gospel was written by the community in which he founded. Lastly, the Gospels in the Bible are not the only written Gospels. There is at least another 26. The Gospel of Thomas, the Gospel of Eve are two examples. These Gospels were not included in the New Testament because they could not be confirmed to be reflections on the life of Jesus. Authorship in those days was almost impossible to establish, as often the writers, in an effort to honor someone, listed that person as the honor, as the author. Sorry, They were not too concerned about copyright. So today's gospel is brief and to the point. Keep watch. Be prepared. At first glance, this gospel sounds like God is looking for a chance to catch us unaware. I seriously doubt that is true. But rather, this gospel, like so many others, we are called to be aware of life challenges. This gospel might remind you of an earlier gospel we heard about. Remember this this gospel of the ten bridesmaids, five were prepared while five were foolish? and who were not prepared when the bridegroom finally came. I wonder what may prevent us from being prepared. It seems to me that our habits may have an impact on our ability to be prepared. Let me explain further. On one level, habits are not bad, and I would say even necessary for living. Our habits allow us to do things we are familiar with without engaging a lot of brain power, so we will be free to think and reflect on other things. We need our routines and indeed go through many of them in our day, from our routine of getting up in the morning and preparing for our day, getting to work, etc. 
Life would be a little tedious if every day we had to decide how to get up and how to get ready for the day. Have you ever tried to give directions to someone about where you live but cannot remember the names of the different streets? You don't need a map to get home. Likely you've prepared a way of getting home and may not even consciously be thinking about the route. Most routines serve us well. The problem develops, however, when we don't use the time to reflect or to think, but just literally go through the motions of living. We are on automatic pilot. And at the end of the day, we are wondering, where did the time go? Sound familiar? I worry sometimes that we seem to go through our day and perhaps our life going from one task to another without much reflection. Habits are a good thing, but they keep us in our comfort zone. Spiritual and indeed personal growth happens when we step out of our comfort zone. I encourage the people that I work with to put their big toe outside their comfort zone to experiencing something different and hopefully come to different perspectives on their life. I encourage my students to take at least one semester or even their next degree away from home and go to a different place. I want them to experience the different perspectives and the opportunity to look at what they take for granted. I can give you an example from my own life. I had the experience of completing my doctorate in the United States. I remember just arriving in Baltimore and being totally lost. I had to learn how to get to the university, where to buy groceries, and a lot of other mundane things I didn't need to spend any time thinking about before. It now took time as I had to plan even the simplest tasks. I remember the first weeks feeling very tired at the end of the day. I was constantly problem solving, checking with my maps, and I had previously known how to get there. I remember the first weeks feeling very tired at the end of the day. I was constantly problem solving issues that I previously took for granted. I had to use a map before I, in my own home, I knew how to get there. I made an important discovery. I realized that many of my beliefs were just assumptions about life. They were not facts. My perspective on life broadened and I gained a different in insight on things I took for granted. I learned a lot about Americans and I learned a lot about myself. But I don't think we have to go somewhere to remain alert. I urge you rather to be curious about life. Resist the temptation to catalog your experiences as good or bad, useful or not. When we are curious, we are open. But the minute we evaluate or judge something, we're no longer open to new information. Be open is to have your views challenged, and this can also be a source of personal growth. I urge you to reflect on Luke chapter 2, verse 19, that describes Mary, the mother of Jesus, pondering in her heart what she had witnessed but did not understand. She provides us an example of being alert. She is fully present to what is going on around her and accepting the reality. It's disturbing to see people so entrenched in their perspective that they cannot see others' points of view. It's not whether you agree or disagree, but it's a willingness to hear and to try to understand where different people are coming from. This is the goal here. There is such a rich diversity in creation. There is much to be curious about. There are so many ways to look at things if we are willing to be open. I urge you to develop an appreciation for diversity. Creation is very diverse. We have hundreds of kinds of birds and reptiles and mammals. The plant kingdom is full of different 
kinds of species of plants. I would like to explore the idea of diversity in creation in a later podcast. In the meantime, I do think an appreciation for diversity will leave us more open and aware of the differences in our life and environment. I suspect the main obstacle to being alert is procrastination. We already know what needs to be done, but for various reasons, we don't act. I remember coming into a colleague's office one day and seeing a sheet of paper taped to his door. It was handwritten, and on it was drawn a circle. Inside the circle was the number two, and below it were the letters I and T. My colleague explained that he often said to his wife when asked to do something that, I'll do it when I get around to it. So his wife drew him a round circle and put two in it, so he would no longer have any excuses. She was clever, humorous, but made a point. Another story on the same theme is the question which I often ask my clients and students. You may have heard it before. If your physician told you that you had a week to live, what would you do? Many people said they would go on a trip. Others said they would contact estranged friends and family members. Others said they would pray more, go to the sacrament of confession, apologize for some wrong. These are all very admirable actions, but the correct answer is is to do nothing. The question highlights actions we want to do, but are putting off, realizing or believing that one's life could, could change in an instant. These are all very admirable actions, but the correct answer is to do nothing. The question highlights actions we want to do, but are putting putting them off, not realizing or believing that one's life could change in an instant. It's important that we be optimistic about our life, and I'm not suggesting all gloom and doom. I am suggesting, however, that we may need to find the sweet spot, the balance in our lives, and not put off activities that we want or need to do. If procrastination is an issue for you, I urge you to pick a friend to help you. I don't recommend a partner or spouse. This friend has to be comfortable to challenge you when you are making excuses and putting off achieving your goals. I urge you to go back to your list and ask yourselves, what could you do? Likely, there will be things that you cannot do in the near future, but there may be some you can. When you are being alert, procrastination is not an issue. We cannot always impact the length of our lives but we can impact the quality of our lives. Thank you for listening. If this is your first time you've heard my podcast and are interested in hearing more, I urge you to listen to my first podcast where I outline my approach. Every Sunday, I release a new podcast focusing on the gospel for next week. I invite you to listen, and I hope the reflections are useful to you. You can reach me by email at peter.com. Doherty, O-M-I, at gmail.com. That's Peter dot D-O-H-E-R-T-Y, O-M-I, at gmail.com. If you have any questions or concerns or suggestions on how I can make this podcast more effective, please let me know. I appreciate the feedback. Take care, God bless, and hope to see you next week.